Well, the book of Exodus describes the story of the Israelites leaving Egypt. And as they left Egypt, God gave them a promise. He said to them, I will deliver you out and I will lead you into the promised land. And there were only few hundred Ks, I guess, away from the promised land. And the leader, the man of God, Moses, died. So we pick up the story here this morning in the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, two, verse 2 to 3. Moses, my servant, is dead. The Lord, now therefore arise. The Lord is speaking unto Joshua. And go over this Jordan, thou and all these people, unto the land that I will give thee, give unto thee, even the children of Israel, every place of the sole of your foot shall tread upon. <coughs> that have I given unto you. Now Joshua was down in the mully grubs because of his leader, Moses. God was saying to Moses, uh, Joshua, come on Joshua, pull yourself together. There's a promised land ahead of us. You got to get over this your leader. You're the leader now. You got to take these people into the promised land. I've given you that authority. Saints of God, we know that transitions are difficult as we find here in Joshua. He didn't want this transition stage to happen. He thought that Moses would live forever. And that they all would go into Canaan land, the promised land that Yahweh, God, had promised them. So, so transitions are difficult, but transitions are necessary if we are to be what God has called us to be. Now think about the people of Israel. They have been landless for 500 years and now God says go and take the land what a statement go and take that promised land and Joshua was probably thinking how can I take this promised land without my leader and so at this point in history we find that God begins to transition his people from a nomadic culture from a slavery complex to a nation of conquering warriors. You see, the Israelites, this is all they knew. This is all that was in their DNA. They were wandering for 500 years and they were in bondage before. So that was in their DNA. But they were about to make a new transition into a brand new experience. God is transitioning them to a place. God is not transitioning them to a place where there are no more battles, 
to a place where, you know, it's a walk in the park. No, this promised land, Canaan, it was a land that there were giants in the land. Enemies, walls, battles to be won. So it wasn't like a just a walk in the park, kick the ball. No, no. What does the Bible tell us? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So this is the, the principalities and rules that this new nation, this Israel that was going to face. But God, Yahweh, told them to drive them out. These enemies, they were Amalekites, Amorites, Canaanites, Edomites, Evites, Jebusites, Canaanites, Moabites, see, all these nations. God told Israel, drive them out. But you must remember, when the spies went into the promised land, they came back and told the leader, Moses, hey, Moses, we look like grasshoppers here. These people, they are giants. You should see the bunch of grapes that they have. They're like bowling balls, man. These people, they're, they're huge. But God gave him a promise, just like he gave Moses the promise. See that word, um, tread. They use it today in the Israel army. It is called darak in Hebrew. It means to take up your weapon and fight. It, the command is still used today in Israel. Now think about the sole of your feet. Moses told him, sorry, Yahweh told Joshua, the sole of your feet, what it will tread upon, you shall claim. So a few, few chapters after chapter 1, we find that they're ready to cross the river Jordan. The Bible says as soon as the priest put their tether in the water or their foot, the water parted. So that was a, maybe a confirmation for Joshua. Hey, this thing happened to Moses. Now it's happening to me. Surely God is on my side. Hallelujah. And so the waters parted and they crossed the, reds, the river Jordan. But the sad thing is when they go to the other side, out of the 12 tribes, three and a half tribe, three and a half of the 12 tribe, they said to Joshua, hey Joshua, Remember what Moses said? Moses said that he will give us a land. And so these people, this nation, they wanted a piece of land for themselves. This nation, we find it in the book of First Joshua 1. This nation of the Gadites, Manasseh, and the Reubenites, when they got over to the other side of Jordan, they found a place that it was luscious and it was good for their cattle. And they didn't want to go any more further. They said to Joshua that, okay, Joshua, we will we'll help you fight. We'll help you. Um, we'll help you fight these um, people here. But we want to come back. 
come back to this um, River Jordan here and stay here. You know, these people, they represent the borderline believers in the church. They, they see the promised land really close. But they, they are willing to serve the Lord, help their brethren for a time. But eventually, they head back to their comfort zone. Amen? Praise God. The fact that they don't live in God's place or promise doesn't seem to faze them. They're not worried. They're happy where they are. As long as they've got water running, they've got a place to um, produce uh, crop, they were happy. But God had much more better for them. So we find to keep in your mind that the soul of your feet shall tread upon. You know the other day I guess when, the, when Moses told all the spies to go spy the land they didn't have like a Google map to um, search the streets. And they didn't say like, okay, Joshua, you go over there. Caleb, you go over there. All the other guys, you can see other land. No, they didn't have that. They just had that, the instructions. You know, the other day we came here, we, we kind of spied the land here too the other morning. Some of you guys missed out. You could have joined in with us. We could have been spies, you know, walking around the city here, praying, our feet treading upon this city cans here. Yeah, spying out this great land of cans. Amen. Praise God. A couple of earlier, um, you know, the foot. Keep in mind the foot. In chapter 6, we find that God gave Joshua the commandment to walk around this great city of Jericho. We find that, you can read the story later, I'm just paraphrasing, and we find that the, when they walked around seven days, they didn't do anything, they just walked, but the sole of their feet, that was the promise God told Joshua. He said, wherever you go, the sole of your feet, it shall, when you tread upon it, it shall be yours. Hallelujah. The Bible also says, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those that bring glad tidings, that publish it peace, and that bring it good tidings of good things, that publish it salvation. You know, the feet is mentioned 230 times in the Bible. You know, I believe God wants to do a new thing today. Amen? If you got your Bible there, we'll find in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 5 and verse 37. Say amen when you're there. God wants to do a new thing. Luke 35 Luke 5, 37. No man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine will burst the bottles and be spilled, and the bottles will perish. But new wine must be 
put into new bottles. And both are preserved. Amen. If you put new wine into old wineskin, it will burst, as the scripture says, because the skin is too dry and, it's, and it stretches and the wine matures. New wine must be put into fresh wineskins. That's what salvation does for us. But that's what's needed to happen when God wants to do a new thing in the church. We need to have new wineskins renewed. When we have this new wine experience, we will experience revival. We will experience renewal. We will experience restoration. Hallelujah. We'll experience a new level in God that we'll never experience before. Some people don't like new wine because it makes their wine, the old wine skin uncomfortable. They say, why push? I'm content with the old wine. But they don't realize that the old wine skins are dry and empty. God is ready to do a new thing. Are you ready to receive it? Are you going to believe what God is wanting to do? Hallelujah. God is in this place. Hallelujah. And God wants to do something this morning. Hallelujah. I could have said, God, you take over. Hallelujah. You have your way here. You change people's lives. But I believe I have a word from the Lord this morning for somebody. Hallelujah. God is not transitioning them or us. Hallelujah. Today, Israel is standing at the same place on the threshold of a new experience. On the threshold of a revival. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On the threshold of a new level of living. We are the generation. Hallelujah. Turn to the person next to you and say, we are the generation. We have this promise. Hallelujah. That was given to us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mighty God. And much wasn't talked about this older man named Caleb. Hallelujah. This whole book of Joshua was only focused upon this man, Joshua. But we find here in the book of Joshua chapter 14, we find that Joshua, he was stricken in ease. He was getting old now. And he, there were still more battles. There were still more cities to, to conquer. He was getting old. And he said, he said to his, I guess, Caleb was his right-hand man. He said, Caleb, we read the story in Joshua chapter 14. Caleb said to Joshua, as yet I am, as I am strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so my strength now for war both to go out and to come in. So Joshua said to Caleb, I want you to do one more thing. We heard about that one more thing last week God wants to do. Amen. He said, I want you to go to have one more battle. And Caleb said to him, if you know his age, he was about 85 years old. Praise the Lord. Normally, if you're 85, 
Yeah, time to pack up and relax, huh? But not this Caleb. He said to Joshua, Joshua, give me that mountain. I'm not going to look at my ability. I'm not going to look at my physique. I'm not going to look at my age, even though I'm old and gray. I'm not going to look at that. You know, I was 40 years old when you sent me, when Moses and I, you and me, we went into the land, we spied the land, we saw that there were giants, and for 40 years we fight, we fought, we fought, we fought all these giants, and now I am 85? I'm not going to back down. Give me that mountain. Give me that one more. I, I mean, give me that one more chance. Hallelujah. Give me that one more opportunity. Hallelujah. You know, it ain't over till it's over. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Caleb, hallelujah, said, give me this mountain. Why did Caleb want this mountain? It was his inheritance. Abraham, that was where he was buried. The place was called Hebron. Abraham, Abraham was buried there. Isaac was buried there. Jacob was buried there. Sarah Caleb wanted to go back to his inheritance. Hallelujah. Maybe today, maybe you want to claim some of that inheritance back. What the enemy has taken from you. What you've lost in this life journey of yours. Hallelujah. See, there's a study, science. They only focus on the body. It's called gerontology. It focuses on age. Age is a combination of biological changes that appear to occur inevitably, naturally, or irreversibly with the passage of time. God does not forsake his people when they grow old, but he helps them through the aging process. In the church, we can be guilty of thinking that any appeal of the ministry or the spirit is for someone else and not for me. But we don't see the clear vision of what the spirit is trying to say. The aging body suffers an increase in likelihood of chronic diseases. Diseases disappear throughout life, but the elderly are especially susceptible to chronic dilapidation debilitating diseases. The human body eventually loses its ability to beget children. Years in the church, culture leaves us isolated from evangelism. We must guard against temptation to turn the church into an institution that ministers only to us while ignoring the unsaved. The aging body suffers and marks a decrease inflexibility, joints and aches as they wear from years of tear and friction and arthritis develops. People slow down due to pain. In the church, the joints, they are people working together. Amen. Glory to God. So we find that this man, Caleb, he didn't look at his age. Hallelujah. Maybe you've been walking a long time for God. 
And that's all right. But there's still more to come. What does the Bible say? The latter rain will be greater than the former rain. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Victory or defeat. God wants to do a new thing in our midst. Victory or defeat is in the, in the hands of you, each of us. We choose to direct our lives. Just like Caleb, he had one life to live. Just one. And he intended to make it count. Caleb knew that there were struggles. Caleb knew when he took on this last challenge, this last mountain, that there would be difficulties. But he didn't take a step back. He was not afraid of the cost of sacrificing or struggle. Hallelujah. He was going into battle. In Joshua 14 we read, As yet I am strong this day. Hallelujah. As I was in the day of Moses, my strength was then. Now. Bless you, Lord. Caleb knew what he wanted. Caleb said, give me this mountain. This morning, do you know what you want from the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. When you sign up for the Lord, it won't be an easy road. There will be hills, there will be territories, there will be giants. Hallelujah. But you can't lose with the stuff we use. It's called the resurrection power. Hallelujah. Caleb challenges the status quo. People like Caleb, they climb cliffs, move into foreign territories. People like Caleb are considered crazy, but they do things because they aren't afraid of uncertainty. If you put yourself in Caleb's sandals, you will experience a mixed of emotions, and among them a high level of uncertainty. Caleb didn't know what he was facing for this last time, but he knew that God was with him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As we rise this morning in the presence of the Lord. I am sure Caleb had a sense of destiny. But that sense of destiny was coupled with a degree of uncertainty. Caleb didn't know if he would win or lose, live or die. But he knew this, that God was with him. People like Caleb, they aren't afraid of venturing off the map. This morning, God is reaching for a different breed. A breed like Caleb. Breed like Caleb. God is reaching for someone who is a bit different this morning, who thinks different. God is looking for someone who is marching to a different beat, someone who has a different cut, someone who is not ashamed to sit in the front pews, 
Someone who's not ashamed to dress right, talk right, live right. Somebody, I know different people have different callings. Different people have different personalities. But I also know that embracing uncertainty is one dimensional feat of regardless of your vocational calling or relational status. If you want to reach your goal, give him potential. Fulfill your God-given destiny. Sometimes you have to run away from security and chase uncertainty. Amen. They don't need people like Caleb. They don't need explanations for disappointment, for every disappointment. Because they want to experience every divine twist and turn God has in store for them. We can learn an important lesson about spiritual transition from every conquest in the book of Joshua. At the Red Sea, God destroyed the power of Egypt that he held his people captive for so long. But at, the, at Jordan River, God removed that obstacle that barred the way into their inheritance. When Satan's captives are set free, from sin through salvation. The enemy doesn't just ignore them and leave them in peace, but he puts boundaries between them and their promised land. But he is ultimately powerless to prevent them from entering in. Moreover, brethren, we talk about this Red Sea experience. Moreover, brethren, I would not that she would be ignorant how that our fathers were under the cloud and all that passed through the sea and all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. You see, the Red Sea crossing was a type of baptism. Deliverance from Egypt The Red Sea. Some of us may have crossed that Red Sea this morning. The scripture tells us in Matthew 3.11 I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he that cometh after me is mightier than I whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. John was talking about the same man Jesus. He said, if you, if you like, you've only made the Red Sea crossing. There's one more crossing you have to cross to get to the promised land or to get to your promise. We find here in the book of Acts, chapter 2 and verse 38, Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift. You haven't gone into the promised land yet the next verse says for the promise is unto you my brother my sister I know God has promised you something but you have to make that crossover you have to make that transition 
You have to come over here and fight with us. You have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to step out. Hallelujah. God is calling you, hallelujah, to a new dimension, a new level, a new experience with God. Are you, are you listening into what God is saying this morning, my brother, my sister? Hallelujah. You have to take a step out, hallelujah, and the foot, your feet tread upon. Take your feet and make them walk to the altar. If you step into this altar here, hallelujah, your lives will never be the chain, never be the same again, hallelujah. I guarantee that, hallelujah, because God, hallelujah, if God can change somebody who, like me, hallelujah, there's nothing hard for God, hallelujah. This morning, hallelujah, as we th think upon what God has promised you, hallelujah, are you satisfied where you are? Are you comfortable where you are? Are you, are, you ex are you happy with your walk with God? Or do you want to go to a place where it's called exceedingly, abundantly, where the goodness for the Lord, where the promise for the Lord is? Hallelujah. Are you willing to, you know, step out in faith this morning? You've heard it. Hallelujah. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the word of God.